Hello, welcome back to the Free the Sourstone podcast. I'm your host, Elihi, and uh, I do want to apologize for breaking up the episodes here. Um, I felt it made more sense to split it up. I had recorded this very long, drawn-out explanation of donating, what it means to me, my history with it, and, you know, I got closer to the um, to the 60-minute mark, and while I did cover a lot, I do feel like I kind of wanted to expand on certain things and maybe revisit things and reword what I was talking about. Ultimately, I just got rid of the episode and started from scratch. So part one's posted. This is part two. And I ended off part one with the discussion about how I had went to the church to donate. And this would be a power red donation, the two pints. And how ultimately that was not happening because there was other donors and there was no availability. And so I'm going to pick back up with that conversation. So basically the uh, a Red Cross employee had actually approached me and he had said, hey, uh, you know, I do apologize. Uh, we would like, you know, of course, would like to keep you, you know, have you donate and everything. But unfortunately, as other donors, we had to get to, you know, this and that. And then he brings up the blood donor app. He goes, have you, have you downloaded the blood donor app? And I said, no. And he said, well, you can make appointments with it. And I was like, okay. And, you know, you know, we mean this guy talked a little bit and, you know, I walked away. I was like, all right, well, and, um, you know, what, what can you do? Right. I, I was joking with my friend. I said, you know, how funny would it be if I just downloaded the app and scheduled an appointment in like 10 minutes or something? Um, so I, I downloaded the app and that was actually my plan. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to schedule an appointment for a little while and that'll be it. And uh, I downloaded the app and of course it showed the different blood types or different donation types that I'm used to. You know, the single pint, the power red. But then I saw platelets and I thought, well, what's, what's platelets? I'm, I'm not familiar with that. I've never heard of that. I didn't know you could donate something called platelets. And I asked about it and I found out it is in fact a form of blood donation that is not commonly talked about and not something that most people try to, I guess, push onto people, right? Um, not in a bad sense, push on to people, just push for the cause, you know, blood donating itself is very easy. I feel like as opposed to platelets, which is a lot more, there's more involved with platelet donations. Um, so with that, I was at this point, I was very game for a very long time. Uh, I've been donating blood for years at this point, And I thought, let me try platelet donations. This, this will be exciting. So platelet donations require an even more sophisticated machine than the power red machines require. So um, like for those types of donations that require. And um, basically these machines are only available in the headquarters of Connecticut and that would be in Farmington because these machines are very, very heavy duty. Um, they're not exactly portable. Um, and while the power red machines are very sophisticated, they're, they're portable. So I, I took a trip up to Farmington and I, you know, I did the vitals, did everything like that. And, um, they had me sit in a chair 
And the thing is with platelet donations, unlike its predecessor donation types, if you can call them that, um, unlike blood, unlike power red, instead of one needle, one vein, instead of being out of there in like 15 minutes, if that, maybe a half hour, maybe I'm exaggerating. I haven't donated blood in years, but it's, it's not long. Um, with platelet donations, it's actually averaging a little bit underneath two hours. And it's instead of, you know, one needle, one vein, it's, it's two needles and one needle in each vein. And that sounds intense. It does. I've had people ask me, how do you sit there for two hours and donate? And it's surprisingly, I don't want to say easy. I don't want to downplay it, but it's doable. It's definitely doable. Um, you essentially you just sit there and you relax and they have Netflix, they have DVDs. And I got to say the staff is very courteous. They're very kind, very, very just welcoming. And that only just helps the procedure because, um, truthfully, I called it a procedure and it's, it's up there. It's, uh, you know, if I were to rank what's the most invasive things you could do from organ donor to blood donation from easiest to hardest, it'd probably have to be, um, single pint. Um, actually, no, we'll, we'll get to that later. Cause there's other, there's bits I need to connect here before I go into that whole hierarchy thing. Um, so sorry. So back to what I was saying with platelets, um, so my first donation was actually kind of a, uh, it's kind of an interesting one because while you're sitting there for two hours and keep in mind, that's, that's it, technically it's longer because you have prep, you have uh, needle prep where they have to spot out the vein, start at the machine, rub down both arms with disinfectant, you know, put needles in each arm, set you up and everything. Um, and then there's deep prep, right? So they take the needles out, make sure you're good, everything like that. You know, it's it's longer than two hours, but the donation itself, roughly just under two hours. And, um, you know, while you're sitting there, it's difficult because for a lot of people, people like to move around a lot. It's hard to sit still. And, um, you know, once in a while, my nose will itch or my glasses might fall down or something like that will happen where you conveniently really wish you could have an arm free, but you can't. You're like, well, this is this is part of the journey. This is part of the steps I need to take here. Just kind of, just need to ignore everything, you know. <laughs> um, easier said than done. But um, the first donation, I did, I I basically tested that theory, um, where you figure you have a needle on each arm. You're not supposed to move your arms, and uh, I sat there for a while, and my arm was uncomfortable, and I tried to move it casually, and ooh not a good idea. And I was careful. I was not dumb about it. It wasn't like I jerked my arm. I was, I tried to be very careful and move it. Not a smart idea. I have to highly recommend that nobody listening to this ever does that. Not good. If you do need to adjust your arms there, they can actually do that. They can lower the, um, the armrests. They can move your arm and everything. They're trained. They know what to do, but never rely on yourself to do that. That is just asking for trouble. And that's what I did my first donation not good. Um, so that was my first donation. Uh, but still was able to donate. So that was cool up until that point. And, um, you know, and with platelets too, I should say, um, with each donation type, they measure in different units. So your single pint, it's measured in one unit. Um, double pint power red is two units. Platelets can go up to three. So depending on the amount of time you do, if you do the full, just underneath two hours, that's three units. 
but anything beneath that can be like two depending how long or one unit so it all depends it depends on your body chemistry you know your platelet count your iron count everything you know um, i'm fortunate to where i can actually do usually triples and everything i'm very thankful for that um, but that's also not to discredit anybody who can't, you know, anything that anyone can give is, is necessary and wonderful. Um, and you know, the donor or the donor recipients are always super appreciative of that. Um, and another, another little just side note, but it's really cool when you donate, um, sometimes they'll send you these emails that tell you where your donation was sent to, whether it's New York, Yale, local hospitals. And I, I really, I love those, um, those updates because it, it makes it more, um, you know, I, I don't know. It just adds that extra layer to it there. You're like, that's cool. It's good to know where it went, you know, and I hope it finds its way into somebody who really needs it. And I'm sure it will. So my second donation, um, this was a fun one because I tested another theory. Now, you're supposed to hydrate very, very well for donations. It helps with, you know, the amount of liquids you have in your body. So theoretically, your blood flow, not theoretically, truthfully, factually, your blood flow is better. And I've come to find that the needles go in easier when there's a lot more liquid in my system. And uh, trust me when I say when you don't hydrate, sometimes, you know, not sometimes, but truthfully, like you really feel it, you feel that stinging sensation, the needle goes in deeper, and it's it doesn't tickle. I always remember, I should have hydrated better, I should have done this better. And you know, that's, that's case in point there. We can always do things to prepare better for physical activity, whether it's being in, uh, you know, whether it's working out, going for a jog or having blood drawn and hydrating really well, very much helps, you know, helps with the veins, visibility and exposure. And I find it easier when the needles go in because they don't have to work to find where the vein is. Because that, that's something I've experienced in the past too. I've experienced, um, you know, the the veins were kind of just like I don't want to say hiding but it was harder to get to so they were digging the needles around in my like arm and that's a fun thing that's that's very fun but uh um but nonetheless uh the second donation I hydrated very good and um you know the problem here is that uh you're sitting there for two plus hours and I hydrated really well so I think, I think you get where I'm going with this. Uh, and uh, I was a half hour in and uh, it caught up with me. It caught up with me. And that was, that was a real testament to my like willingness to continue. Forget the fact that I had previously donated that other time, the very first time. And that I, you know, my arm got hurt because I moved my arm and then I still came back. Forget that that was a test of, am I still willing to continue? Sitting there, having to use the restroom after hydrating really good that day, that was, we've all been there. Whether it's a business meeting, whether we're on a date, whether we're um, wherever we have to be and we cannot leave that situation and we have to use the restroom, we've all been there. It's, it's, it's troublesome. It's not fun. So that was a testament right there to my willingness to continue. Um, I suffered through it. I watched a really great movie. It's Hands of Stone with, uh, you know, had these famous boxers in it. Uh, Roberta Duran and everything, um, you know, and uh, was it Sugar Ray Leonard, Sugar Robinson? I am 
forgetting the names off the top of my head, but you have to trust my word here. That is a fantastic movie, Hands of Stone. You know, boxing move, boxing has a lot of great movies, honestly. They really do. Uh, I'm a big combat sports fan, and I feel like boxing has a lot of great movies. MMA does not. MMA, it's tragic. There's very little. I, I can think of maybe a few off the top of my head. Brothers was a great MMA film, but Never Back Down is not. And I there's a lot that are just really bad and just, oof. That, that's just like a rant for another time. But um, the point being here is that I was enjoying this movie. And that, that helps. But it's, you know, that was that was rough. That was rough, you know. Um, hands of stone. I was, I was wishing I had a bladder of stone. That was a bad joke. Anyway, so the second donation, that happened. And uh, suffered through it. But that was great. We made it through. That was very difficult. Um, led to my third. But this, this led to the third donation which was, I would say, worse than the first and second combined. The third donation was just constant pain in, I want to say, both arms. It was especially my right arm. I was good for a little bit, but then the majority of the donations, my um, I could feel the needle, my muscles tensing around the needle, and it just moving around. And um, this, is not an, this is not to say that the nurses did anything wrong. This is just the simple fact that due to the anatomy of like my body and, you know, veins being tricky. And I probably should, I don't think I hydrated well that time around and a bunch of factors, you know, it, there was a lot of things going into it. So this is not me saying, you know, the nurses should have done better. It's, it's no, it's not that at all. Um, it's the fact that donating itself is very tricky. It's not, uh, it's, there's, there's complications, there's different rewards and restrictions, I feel like each time you donate, you know, sometimes you're not going to feel the needle go in the left arm clean. Sometimes it's going to sting or sometimes the right arm is going to hurt really bad. Or sometimes I'll have to readjust the needle during the donation. You know, um, sometimes you'll have to use the restrooms like during it. Sometimes the show you watch is boring and you're really bored. Like there's always something going on that, you know, there's always a, a hill in its own sense, but there's always this amazing, um, uh, viewpoint or just uh like hilltop mountaintop i guess you know at the at the, at the very end it, there there's always the risk and rewards of each donation so it's it's a wonderful process um and uh the third donation that was just very painful uh the whole way through you know just again i i don't know if anyone listening's experienced muscle tensing around needles and just having that constant needle pressure but that's that was significant. And that was a real testament. Um, those three donations, especially the third of just, do I really want to donate? How much do I want this? I can just leave now, you know, at least I've done up until this point, but I stuck with it. And, uh, I feel like the donations that are more painful, the donations that don't go according to plan where they have to readjust needles, where, this happens or that happens where saline leaks. Oh, that, that's a thing that can happen too. I've had this happen a few different donations where um, they saline gets fed into your arm before the donation starts. And sometimes it leaks out of your vein and it causes your arm to swell up and it causes this burning sensation and um, stings pretty good. And it doesn't quite stop when they pull the needle out. There's a little bit of time for it to kind of calm down. And uh, it's, it's a, it's a very, you know, it's, it's a really good burning pain. Um, me, me saying all this, this is not to defer you from the idea of donating. I'm saying that 
you know, when you're dealing with having your body injected with things, you know, there's different pains, there's different situations going on, but, um, that, uh, there was a lot of moments where I, wanted to quit. And I wanted to say, this is not for me. You know, I've done enough already. I've done plenty of blood donations. I've done some platelet donations. I'm good. You know, I'm, I don't need to, but I would manage to stick on and continue on. And I feel proud of that. I, that's something I could really feel proud of. If the donations were all easy, then on one hand, yes, you know, you'd be helping people. And that is ultimately the reason we're doing it. And it would be wonderful. But there's also that level of like, there's a lot more to it when it, you're risking more and when you're not having the easiest time when it's harder, there's, there's more to gain out of persevering, I think, than everything's easy, you know, um, it's my take on it. So those painful donations mean a lot to me because it really showed my resolve in this. And, um, you know, I'm not trying to go through every donation, explain every single, you know, um, trope and, uh, you know, what I was watching and what I was feeling at the time and where was I during this second? Where was my leg? Where was my left leg? Was it, was it underneath the right leg or were my shoelaces untied? I just think those three donations were important to mention because it, you know, there was a while where these donations were painful and a lot of issues would arise. But, um, the cool thing is as I continued to donate, um, it became kind of a me time it became a kind of a Zen-like, peaceful, almost meditation-like uh, state you would bring me in, where you figure you're donating platelets. And I mentioned how that's up to three units. And that's a lot. It's a lot to take out of your body. Some people can't donate a pint. And that's not, I'm not saying that to be disrespectful. It's just the anatomy of some people where their bodies won't allow that to happen. So you figure that's a single unit. Imagine, you know, like donating three units that, you know, that's, that's a good amount. And it would, in addition to just relaxing, and then, you know, you have these pleasant people around you and you know what you're doing is good and getting overcoming that fear of the needles and watching a good show on Netflix or on DVD and then feeling kind of drained afterwards. There's this euphoricness that comes with that. And, um, I've mentioned in previous podcasts that, uh, I've always struggled with a religious connection in church, but I feel, I feel a sense of religiousness, um, like a connection, I would say to like a higher power to a God or something of that sort after donating, I feel more, I feel connected doing that. And the, the peace it would bring me to do it was really immeasurable. Um, you know, you sit there and you feel drained, but you feel so fulfilled. And I would go hiking afterwards. There's this really beautiful hiking trail. Um, it's the Hartford Reserve right down the street from the donation center. And so many times after donating, I would just go there and walk around and just, I would feel just now, now granted, granted, you're not supposed to do a lot of physical exercise. So I would go on like these light walks and everything, you know, but, um, and that's when I would be feeling up to it because every donation leaves you feeling different. Just like how every donation, the veins kind of cooperate differently and the experience is different. I feel like the recovery is always kind of different. Some days I feel 100% strong and other days I'm like, I'm just going to lay down the whole day and everything in between. And that's okay too. There's no shame in I'm going to go home and 
sleep all day. I've blown off friends before who wanted to hang out after I donated. I've said, listen, I've donated. I'm, I'm just going to go home and pass out. And, you know, some friends understand, some friends would rather hang out. And at, at the end of the day, it's how you recover. It's how you decide what is good for your body. And sometimes I've gone on hikes and sometimes I hung out with friends afterwards. It all depends. I've gone on hikes and uh, felt, you know, euphoric. And uh, like I mentioned, with everything that was leading up until this and and uh, or even just going home and relaxing, just the whole process, just getting to those points, just saying I overcame this. I, I, I let I, I managed to have these needles stuck in me. And after all this time, I still would squirm having these needles come into me. I would be very nervous. I'd be freaking out. And, you know, over the years, I've gotten way better at accepting it. I'm, I'm more confident now where I can sit way more still and not squirm as much. I still tense up. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's a needle about to be shoved into my skin. Um, but I mean, there's this level of confidence that comes from doing it so many times. And um, there's a beauty in that. You know, I feel a part of this Red Cross team and I feel a part of something where um, I guess another beautiful thing about this is, um, you know, I, uh, you figure with my journey, right? I started in high school. Um there's a lot of things I am pursuing now. Uh, before this virus, I was working, uh, you know, I'm working full time as a, you know, lazy boy sales associate. So if you need a good recliner chair, please come to us, you know, um, <laughs> you know, but uh, I was doing that, you know, that's, that's a wonderful job. Very happy with the position, you know, very wonderful staff, everything. Um, you know, pursuing writing, uh, doing Photoshop. Uh, you know, I've always been into photography and I hope I can put my photos out there and people can appreciate that. My writing, I've been, that's been a passion throughout my life as well. Um, I'm very, very into writing these abstract horror stories and things of that nature. And um, you know, I've always been developing that and even podcasting, you know, I'm hoping to do something out of all these and hopefully be published with my writings, my photography, my, you know, hopefully more and more people can enjoy the podcasting. Um, and, uh, there's more and more I've been pursuing my life and I'm growing and being more ambitious and being happier with myself as a person. And I think when I started donating I couldn't quite say the same for my acceptance of myself where at a time in high school and even years after that there was a lot of difficulty with uh anxiety and a lot with you know depression don't really know where I was going and what I was doing and um a lot a lot less ambition a lot less um you know tangible focus and hope you know um there was a lot of lack of hope and, uh, throughout the years, as well as the donations growing, so is my ambition. And so is my, uh, my goals and being able to achieve goals. And it's, it's been a beautiful journey that I've been able to grow as a human being, as well as my driving commitment to this program. Um, I mentioned before, I, uh, I used to be afraid of needles and now I just sit there and I'm, I'm willing to accept it. And, uh, I've had saline leak out many times. I've had, you know, bruises, I've had, you know, my arms hurt, I've had, you know, all sorts of things happening. Um, 
you know, I've had my nerves bother me. I've had other things bother me. I've had all sorts of things, right? And nothing long-term, just, you know, sometimes maybe the needle sits the wrong way. Maybe this happens and no matter what happens, I'm always just willing to come back the following week or the following two weeks. Um, it's become such a huge part of my life. And I am thankful for it. I'm very thankful for the Red Cross and how it's been able to help my life and everything. Um, you know, it's this journey's grown with me as I've grown with it. And what's a beautiful thing is when I was younger, my father would always talk about doing um, donating blood. And as I got older, uh, he had fallen out of donating. And I had heavily gotten into it and I got him back into it. So it was kind of a zigzag thing. It was like, he was one of the earlier inspirations for me to get into it. And then I got into it and I got him back into it. And now what's really cool is we both go and donate platelets bi-weekly. And uh, that started back in uh, 2019. What's cool is that my journey too has taken many different forms, whereas I learned about donating in 2017 and I ultimately gave up at the end of 2017. Well, actually a little bit before in October, I was at my 15th donation. I was, I want to say, I was just really anxious and nervous about, you know, different pains and aches and things like that. Things that are necessary and that come with, you know, donating. I mentioned, you know, just the nerves of being nervous and then just, uh, you know, other pains and things like that. But it all comes with, you know, how you hydrate and sometimes maybe the needle just sits a weird way or sometimes maybe where you're leaning the wrong way, but all temporary things, you know, they go away in a few days and you're good. And, you know, um, I gave up on it for a little while. I kept scheduling donations and I kept saying, I'm going to come back. And I never did. And it took some growing up and it took some, you know, refocusing of what do I want? And I realized I need to focus on this and pursue it. And it was February the following year, in 2018, that I pursued it heavily. I said, you know what? I'm doing this. I, I'm, I'm done. I'm done scheduling appointments and canceling or not showing up. That's not fair to me. It's not fair to the Red Cross. It's not fair to the donor, uh, other donors, donor recipients. It's not fair. So I hit it heavy in 2018, heavier than I'd had before. And uh, I did, I believe, 21 donations that year. And uh, I made it onto the plaque. And, uh, you know, for someone that's always struggled with kind of identity and who am I and what am I doing here seeing my name on a plaque for an achievement of helping others and being recognized with these other exceptional donors was very very just you know fill in the blank just immaculate amazing you know um really brings joy to me you know it makes me think about what I'm doing matters and I always knew it mattered but to see it on a plaque you're like you feel a part of something and, um, I followed up within 2019. That's when my, uh, my dad, he jumped back on board 
and uh, that was really cool. He was, uh, you know, he started accompanying me to donations, and then he said, you know what, I'm going to do this too, and uh, we both started doing it, and that's been amazing. You know, I'm very close to my father, and uh, the fact that we can now share this together, where we've always kind of commonly shared it, where he's always been appreciative of donating and he's always talked about it and done it. And then I was doing it. The fact that we now both actively do it together is incredible. You know, um, he could have settled on, I've donated so much in the past, but he's, he's not that kind of person. He's just, he just goes, you know, he's the kind of person to go, what can I do for others? And that's rubbed off on me heavily in the years. There's, um, Reminds me of this quote I'm a really big fan of. It's, uh, I might butcher this a little bit, but it's essentially, um, what we do for ourselves stays, what we do for ourselves stays, dies with us. What we do for others lives on forever. And it's really heavy. And while we should definitely build ourselves up and help ourselves, helping other people is ultimately the way to go with life. And it's, it's random acts of kindness that, you know, I think can keep this idea of peace and tranquility going, you know, you break down all these religions and philosophies and things in life. A lot of it breaks down to just loving your fellow neighbor and things like that. And can't think of a better way than to just take a portion of your body and donate it to somebody to hopefully rejuvenate their immune system. It's a beautiful thing. You know, uh, I, I look at it as a religious thing. Truthfully, I look at it as, uh, necessary thing and i'm just thankful that i'm eligible and healthy and able to do it along with my father and along with many many other donors um i learned that the connecticut center is one of the top donating centers in the in the country so that's that is incredible you think of the entire country and the fact that we are up there is amazing i take heavy pride in the fact that if you look at the different plaques um, 2017 and then 2018 and 2019, every plaque gets tremendously bigger. And I've been going there long enough to where they've added more and more chairs so they can, um, and they have the staff and everything and the parking and every, and the, um, they're right off these major highways. So they can definitely accommodate having more and more people donate frequently. So, uh, 2019 was a huge year as well because, in addition to be this being the second year that I was uh, on the plaque, making that two years, which I'm just extremely grateful and just proud and, and, and happy to be a part of and on my way for the 2021 as well, um, as well as my dad. It looks like me and my dad will be in the this one on the 2021 um, together. So that would be amazing. That is the goal. Um, but... Uh, 2019 was huge too because uh aside from the fact it was the second year making onto the plaque and you know you think of all the donations you you know that have been done to help other people and um and my father jumping on board and you know doing it heavy and everything and he has the same mind state as me he's like no matter what like i don't care like my arm gets bruised my vein hurts like whatever injuries like i'm gonna keep continuing you know aside from all that amazingness um, plasma became an available donation type for everyone. It used to be restrictive to AB donors, but, uh, so me being an A negative blood type, I wasn't able to, but now that actually changed. So 
my guess is because AB negative or AB positive are the most rare blood types. So it's not, and plasma is a rare blood, uh, rare donation type. So the combination, you don't get a lot of output. So I can see why they made it available readily for more people to donate. So I've been doing that too. You can donate, I mentioned uh, with the single pint, you can donate every 56 days. With the double pint, you can donate uh, you know, every 112 days. For platelets, it's once a week. You can go up to 24 times a year. And then plasma, you can actually do once every four weeks. And you might be saying, does this conflict with the platelets? You actually can do platelets every week, and then you can do plasma once every four weeks. So you can do platelet, plasma and platelets in the same, same day. And that actually counts as four units. So that's pretty heavy on your body. So it's always good to really, you know, eat extra well, hydrate extra well before and after to build yourself up and replenish yourself. That goes for all donation types, but especially if you're going to donate, you know, with the four units, that would be two platelet units and two plasma. So that's a lot. So I was very thankful I've been able to do that um, pretty frequently in 2019 as well. I think 2019, I ended up with 23 platelet donations and um, I'm not sure how many plasma. I can tell you this. Um, the amount of donations I've done between the years, like between 2019 and 2020, uh, is seven. So I know that much, um, but I'm... Uh, I'm not sure, particularly in 2019. Not that it matters. But, uh, yeah. But, you know, today I wanted to really talk about this because, uh, as I mentioned, you know, as somebody who's battled with uh, identity and who am I and, you know, all these other factors, um, blood donating for me has always been huge and it's helped me quite a lot. And uh, it's it's inspiring for myself and for others and you know i guess just like what you can do just by going to a donation center what you can do for you see these like videos online of um or these commercials rather you know people like kids from saint jude or other people with these harmful diseases taking a portion of your platelets your blood your plasma can help these people and that's a wonderful thing you'll most likely never meet the people you donate to but I think just the idea that you've helped somebody somewhere out there makes a difference. It causes kind of like that, you know, when you throw a rock in a pond and it causes a ripple, little ripple effect throughout the world, you know, um, random acts of kindness, you know? So I'm just thankful to be a part of this process and, uh, I'm thankful for the years I've been a part of it and I can't wait for many, many more years. And um, I got to thank the Red Cross too, because throughout the years of donating, they've been very generous with handing out these different shirts and different hoodies. And, uh, you know, I just have so many Red, Red Cross pieces of clothing. I love wearing them. They're really cool. They even handing out a nice hat today. It was black and it, it says American Red Cross on it with the red and the Red Cross and the white circle around it. And it says plate with donor on it. Really nice, really stylish. So... Always love, you know, repping Red Cross wherever I go, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been wonderful. And, you know, doing it for myself has been great. Uh, having my father join me has been amazing. 
um, just the whole journey. It has its, it has its amazing moments. And I mentioned all those painful donations, but there's been so many nice ones too. There's been donations where, you know, the same, the, the, um, everything feels nice and I don't even feel the needles and granted, I appreciate the painful ones more, but there's so many donations where I watch this show and I love it, or, you know, this funny thing happens or that positive thing happens. Some of my favorite ones, like the times I've donated, like I remember, the, I'll never forget the first or second time I donated with my dad and it was like, this is crazy. This is so cool. Is this like surreal? Or when I hit my 10th donation and I thought, wow, this is great. My 20th, my 30th. I Today is super special too on top of that because this is actually my 70th donation. I've done um, two single pints, five double pints, seven platelet, and 56 platelet donations, this 56 platelet donation, so 70. And that's just, that's wild to think about. It's, it's wild to think about, it's only been a few years, but just how deep we are in this. And I'm proud. And while I feel like it's a lot, I feel like I'm still so young in this journey. I feel like I, I don't wanna rest on 70. I'm proud of 70, I'm happy I reached it here, but I can't wait to get to higher and higher numbers, 80, 90, 100, you know, those are the goals. That's what I'm looking forward to, you know, and, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just blessed. I'm just happy to be a part of it. And, uh, I just like to encourage anyone, um, you know, this has been me talking about my experience with it and my journey and how, uh, I've been invested in donating. And even since I was a kid, you know, I thought, maybe I won't donate blood, but like, let me be an organ donor. And then years later, donating blood and, um, getting this far and all it takes is just one attempt at it, right? One try. And all of a sudden you're invested and it's this kind of a life growing, changing thing. And it builds you up in your confidence and your ability to conquer anxious tasks and feel a part of something and help others. So if there's anything that anyone can take away from this, it would be that, you know, donating blood and platelets and plasma, anything, as much as it's good for the other person. I think it's good for you. I think it's good for yourself. And it helps build you up as a person, as not only someone that's willing to give, but someone who's willing to, I guess, grow. And I would like to encourage anyone who's listening to contact your local donation center download the american red cross app and visit uh visit american red cross org or americanredcross.com call their american red cross you know look into it if you're if you're healthy if if you think maybe what i said sounds interesting to you like maybe you can be a part of it you know the family is always willing to accept more and more people you know um and i say family too because it's like it has that loving nature of a family to kind of help others. And, you know, there's always like an extra seat at the table to kind of eat, you know, it's kind of like that. It's like, there's always spare blood to help. If you're kind of hurting, if you're suffering, there's one of us willing to help one of you. So I just want to encourage everyone, anyone listening, anyone who finds what I said to be something you might be interested in. Maybe just invest a day, an hour, a few minutes, just kind of look into it and maybe 
you can be part of the journey too. But that's up to you. And ultimately, that's, uh, that's it for me. This was part two of the two-part series of just donating and uh, what it means. What it means to me and what it can mean to you. Uh, I hope this helped for who anyone who's not really invested in donating or maybe kind of, you know, tilting back and forth on the idea of doing it. I'd say just go for it. Now's the time. I know we're all isolating. I know we're all social distancing, but now's the time, if anything, to help the medical field, you know? So stay safe out there. Stay productive. And stay inspired, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a safe one.